Star Wars 7x7, episode 887. Today, an excerpt of a longer conversation I got to have with Alex Chelberg on the Star Wars talk show. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And the third time was the charm. Unfortunately, the couple times that Alex asked me to join him on the Star Wars talk show, the timing just didn't work. And it was a bit of a bummer, that bit of a bummer. Both times it didn't work. But finally, finally, we got a situation where we were able to make the stars align and I was able to join him on his Star Wars talk show. As you might expect, Rogue One was the subject of the conversation, but also Star Wars Catalyst, a Rogue One novel, was very heavily referenced as well. Though a lot of the conversation you're about to hear centers around a potential relationship between Jyn Erso and Chirrut Imwe, and you're also going to hear some stuff about the whole Joan of Arc thing with Jyn Erso too. So here, without further ado, is a taste of my appearance on the Star Wars talk show. The point that you brought up about Jin and Chirrut, I think, is really important, too. And in fact, um, there's a blink-and-you'll-miss-it moment in one of the commercials. It's the Jin and Cassian commercial mm-hmm. for Rogue One. And if you look really quickly, like there's a shot of two people holding hands in that commercial. And I'm dead certain that it's Jin and Chirrut that are holding hands, which seems a little you know, strange because we haven't really seen... I did not seen... catch that. That's amazing. Yeah, we haven't seen Jin and Chirrut interact in any of the, the footage so far. We've just seen, um, you know, them witness, basically, uh, Cassian and Jin being witness to Chirrut and Bay's, you know, getting their battle on on Jeddah. But the two of them interacting hasn't been really done. But, like, if you look really closely at that shot, like, the hand on the left um, has the fingerless gloves that Jin has, and the hand on the right, you can't really tell, but if you kind of trace the body around to the foreground in the left um, portion of the frame, you see a hand holding a staff that's Chiridimwe's staff. Jeez, so it's that, the two of them. And wow, I think you're right. Be... I think there is going to be a chemistry or an affinity between them that we haven't been shown yet. Yeah, and it's going to be something that, like, Bayes doesn't get. And maybe that'd be something they could really play off of. That'd be a really cool part of that. Uh, mm-hmm. And, man, this whole dynamic with K2SO, and I, I just hope Cassian has enough personality that comes out because he's he's kind of like the second most important person for this trip i think uh or maybe he really is just being pushed to the back i don't want him to be pushed to the back because i think he's uh he's an amazing actor and i think that um he could be like the one that ends up you know giving the ultimate sacrifice for Jin. do you see that coming or no yeah i i was i've been wondering about the idea of if there's going to be any sort of uh, romantic relationship that develops or is even hinted at and then you know to have him taken away from her if that creates any sort of you know additional tragedy I mean you know but by the same token Kathleen Kennedy keeps talking about uh, Jin as a Joan of Arc style character and that is a pretty clear signal that she's a martyr of some kind and mm-hmm. that she wouldn't necessarily survive this so in, in fact so the first trailer we got where Jin is speaking if you look at the original trailer for uh, the Joan of Arc movie with Mila Kunich or whatever it is, it was made by uh, who was it was made by the person who made uh, the Fifth Element, 
right yeah, after Luke that. Besson, uh, yeah, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, Mila Jovovich. Sorry, I don't. I'm not a name person, which is no worries. But uh, uh, yeah. So if you look at the first Rogue One trailer, and she's like, Jin's giving these little little inspirational things, and they sound identical, not only in tone, but like if you put the trailers right next to each other, they seem like each other. Because uh, I, which I'm not saying that they fully, did, but it was so in sync and the tone and the feel of uh you know this inspirational figure is coming uh there's only you can only tie that to joan of arc and you watch that trailer of joan of arc movie uh it's just like wow these guys are like really going for that which is it's not that they're taking from it it's that this is a trope that is um it's new to star wars this this female character that is almost like a godsend that comes and inspires, you know, and she's telling everyone believes that the force is with them because Jin says so. Like uh, you see in that scene, it's how persuasive she seems um, when they're about to go off to battle. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I mean, that is a really awesome point. I, I think the only thing I've ever heard about sinking anything is with dark side of the moon <laughs> to anything. So well, no, no, I'm not talking like frame by frame, but the like, the tone that's of awesome, the, the trailer as it progresses and the actual timing and the little phrases they say. I actually did an episode where I went uh, like quote by quote, so maybe I can send that to you later. Uh, but if you see that comparison, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, they're making it very evident from the very beginning that Jin is Joan of Arc for Star Wars. All right, we're going to stop right there. And if you want to hear the whole interview, the whole conversation, check out the Star Wars Talk Show. I'm going to have links to it at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. And again, Alex, thank you so much for having me on the show. And thank you for being persistent in making the schedule work. I really appreciate it. I had a great time talking with you about Rogue One and Catalyst and a whole bunch of other side conversations and tributaries that we went down as well. Now, as for our podcast here, I've got a trivia question for you waiting on the other side of the break, so stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. I've got your trivia question here for you. I fear nothing. Ah, there he is. There's Chirrut. I was just talking about you. <laughs> Last time I asked you what Han Solo says right after he uses Chewbacca's bowcaster the second time, and that is, I like this thing. Today's question, Ray and BB-8 were spotted by a stormtrooper heading off into the forest in a certain direction, north, south, east, or west. Which direction was it? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you're forced to use a blaster to defeat a cyborg, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com slash SW7X7. It's not uncivilized, it's destiny unleashed. 
This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.